This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This afternoon's Q&A program has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies, solely and only for the pleasure of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Continuing with the questions that have been coming in, Mufti Sahib, 64-year-old lady, says she's already been through menopause. If her husband passes away, does she have to sit in Iddat, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 100% whether you're 100 years old or 80 years old or 60 years old. Once the husband passes away, Iddat is compulsory. And remember whether you are living together or separately, but you're still in Nikah. So the Iddat is... One thirty days, one three o days, arba ata ashurin wa ashra, hundred thirty days from time of death. If the lady is pregnant, obviously we know sixty-four years old will not be pregnant. But just to teach you, then Quran Karim teaches us Surah sixty-five, verse four. Then it is delivery of the baby. When you give birth after one week, one month, eight months, so that will be the iddat expiring. So all this is compulsory. And remember, it doesn't mean that iddat is only for young ladies and not for old ladies. Iddat is compulsory in the case of divorce. Iddat is compulsory in the case of death as well. That is the beauty of Islam so that you don't take any knee-jerk reaction and knee-jerk decisions and so forth and remember it is in your interest as well and it's not mustahab or just better it's compulsory upon you ladies to sit for iddat and when your husband passed away then you can't be wearing new clothes no jewelry no henna no mehendi and you must stay there in that house not gallivanting from here to there to there and that one month by this the husband by, by this son and second one by this daughter and third man by the, all haram all that you must stay one place and fulfill and observe the idda and that is compulsory Mufti Sahib this person says they want to know why do I fail to cry what's the Islamic meaning of this is it due to the fact that my heart has become too hard Mufti Sahib Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that a Sahabi came to the Master Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said I sit in your majlis I listen to the nasiha but still inni ajidu fi qalbi al-qaswa ya Rasulullah I still feel my heart has become a heart I can't my heart is not you know I'm not crying I'm not trembling nothing is happening so like we were in Hajj many years ago so while we are making dua one person came you know I'm here in Hajj I'm in Ihram I'm here with you but I don't feel anything I said go in that corner there and think of all your sins and all that and then ask Allah for forgiveness from the time you became Balik till now and then he came back he said now everything is right so you must remember this so Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu told the Sahabi his student that who said this harshness hardness in his heart he said do two things Imsah yadaka ala yatim. put your hand on the orphan child 
child. It's very easy for me and you to put our hands on the Palestinian child who's three, four years old and lost his parents. Parents are blown up by the Haramis, the Israelis, the Hitler's children. Oh, you must remember the Syrian children blown up by Bashar Assad, the Pakka Shia Kafir. You must remember that. So, because they're so handsome, they're so attractive, so beautiful, green, green eyes, blonde, blonde hair, and so forth. Did you ever put your hands on your maid son, on your maid's daughter, who's three, four years old? So, because they are not to our liking, so now we have, we have discrimination. So that is what you have to learn and do. So remember, there are millions of orphans throughout the world. So don't pick and choose. So learn to put our hands on their head and show that compassion and mercy that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us. Then that heart will start melting. Then that heart will start and tears will start crying. And so wa inna So Nabi said the tears will come out when you feel really sad. Your son, somebody who just passed away, the master uttered his Mubarak words, when his son Ibrahim passed away at the age of 18 months old, one and a half year, and he will have a foster mother, a wet nurse there in Jannah. Go open Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmed. And then you must remember what Emil Masakin. You go to the poor people and feed them there. Not you just make EFT and EFF and all that. You understand? Put one hundred thousand in this political party, two hundred thousand in this one. Same as feed all of them. So anybody come, then we still all right. So you must go take your food, take your money, whatever. There to the poor poor areas, then go give them that food. Then you will see how this heart will start melting prophetic advice and prophetic solution so that is what Mustafa taught us Hadith in Tirmidhi but that will be the solution what is the cause for the hearts becoming so hard and harsh so remember there are two three causes cause number one reason number one we have excessive love for this world our furniture our cars our factory our shop our farm everything must be tip top condition so we're drowning in that and the heart is saturated with the love of this world so therefore the hearts become hard second when last did we read Quran we just going to read Quran in Ramadan and then finish so when you are true Muslim look at chapter 5 verse number 83 beginning of the 7th 7th Jew 7th Subara they're not even Muslim, Najashi and them. And Jafar radiallahu ta'ala and Sayyidina Ali's brother radiallahu anhu is reading Surah Maryam, the chapter dedicated to Mary, chapter 19 and 98 verses. And yea, in our continent, Ethiopia, Habasha, all this is happening and unfolding. He reads about Mary, about Sayyidina Maryam, about Nabi Isa alayhi salam. And then they're not yet Muslim. Chapter 5, verse 83, beginning of the seven Jews, seven Subara. وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيدُ مِنَ الدَّمِ When they heard what was revealed to the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the tears were filled in their eyes, they were crying. Before they embraced Islam, they crying. Me and you, born Muslim, we can't cry. 
It shows how weak and defective our iman is. Then they uttered the words, Yaqulun Rabbana Amanna Fartubna Ma'ashahideen Ya Allah, you do bad testimony. We bring iman immediately on you, on Mustafa Sallallahu Sallam, on Kalamullah, on Sunnatun Nabawiyah, everything. He gave asylum to the Sahaba, radiallahu an. He passes away in the latter portion of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa Mubarakah. Then in Medina Munawwara, if I was there in Masjid Nabawi, I should show you the exact spot where Habibuna Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa used to go read and perform Salatul Janazah. 74, 75, 76, when we went, 74 was Ramadan, 75 was Hajj, and 76 when I was coming home first time from Karachi. So I made Umrah and came. So we knew some old sheikhs, you know. We couldn't even speak Arabic, but they knew these guys, they wanted to learn. So they would take us around, few of us, this happened here, this happened here, this happened here. So there's shaitans, haramis, MBS, all this, they just demolish. What? You must have all. We must modernize everything, urbanize everything. Hey, kafir of the first, murtad shaitan. So you must remember, you can use all the titles Quran uses for the enemies. So you must remember that Habibuna Rasulullah Wasallam came outside with Sahaba, outside the masjid and said that now my brother has passed away. Brother meaning out of just love and so forth. How Quran uses the word ikhwa, all the Muslims are brothers and people were through Iman. So let us read Salatul Janaza on Najah so therefore the Hanbalis and the Shafis they say to read Salatul Janaza and abstentia the body is not there is permissible Hanafis and Malikis say not permissible the shirt and condition is the mayyid's body the deceased person's body must be present then only you can read so that is academic discussion the lesson I'm speaking about why have our hearts become so hard today Number one, the excessive love of the world and glitter, glamour. Two, no tilawat of Quran. Three, you must remember our income, what we're eating. We eat haram, we eat doubtful, all this input, output. If we're eating halal and tayyibah, then your heart will be impacted. Then when reading Quran, Hazrat Allama bin Nuri, very few of you all saw him. Hazrat passed away in 77. I can remember vividly on so many occasions, he would cry like a baby and sob like a baby when these Qaris from Egypt or other Qurra would be reading and so forth. And I saw him cry there in Masjid Nabawi when Sheikh Al-Azhar came to tell him that, oh Sheikh Yusuf bin Nuri, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said, I must come to you on 7 September 1974 when Zulfikar Ali Bhutto announced on TV, on the radio and all media available that the Qadianis are non-Muslim and he, Sheikh Allama Yusuf bin Nuri, Rahimahullah was the Qaid, was the leader of this Tahrik Khatb Nubuwat movement and how he cried. Then Sheikh Al-Azhar cried we didn't understand, we were like masoom children there, we don't understand these two Bahrain ocean so these are the ulamai Rabbani, ulamai Haqqani, that they cry for this Vaipadia. If you know Vaipadia's life, everybody will tell you that. Two, two hours, three, three hours in the early part of the morning crying. Me and you can't cry for two minutes. And there's so much going on in Gaza. For us, it's just entertainment information. Do we really cry what's happening in Gaza? 
So take the time out to cry for this ummah. Cry for this Muslim ummah. Then you can say that the hearts are trembling. Otherwise, you must remember we're just killing time and wasting time here on this earth. We must get connected to Almighty Allah. We must get connected to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Connected to Islam at all times, all places. Not part-time Muslim. Friday we Muslim. Fifteen night of Shaban we Muslim and Ramadan we Muslim. Holiday come, all hell breaks loose. They not Muslim there. We are just pick and choose running a supermarket then. So we need to understand what is Islam and who is true Muslim. If a person is involved in paying interest and wants to get out of it, will Tawbah suffice for removing the anger of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No. You must remember that that example will be our Ustads when they used to teach us this, they used to say, Kuwake Masail, Masailul Abar, Masailul Bir the maslas and the rulings regarding the well. So now one dog fell inside the swimming pool. So they went to the Maulana. So the Maulana told them, take out the take out the 200 dolls, take out 200 buckets of water from there. So they took out 200, 300, 100. You know. So then one Maulvi asked them, did you take the dog out from the pool? So the water or well or whatever. So that is our example. So now you say, no, I'll make Toba, but all the interest you took, what about all that? All the interest you, you, you charge the people, what about that? So Toba is thus, for in Tubutum, falakum ru'usu amwalikum. Chapter 2, verses 275 to 279. All the interest you collected and so forth, so 100,000, 1 million, all that amount you take from your money now and go give it out in charity, send it to Afghanistan, send it to Palestine, send it to Syria, send it to the poor people of South Africa, Muslim, non-Muslim, who are utterly poor and they are really destitute and so forth. Then you make Toba also. Then is Toba and Nasuha. Otherwise you just make Toba, but all the interest money that you got is still with you so it's like keeping the dog still there in the well still keeping the dog in the pool in the pond and say no I took out a hundred buckets of water and so forth so what good is that there's nothing so we need to understand the deen, understand the proper masail of deen, not do this to massage our ego. I made Toba. Yesterday I read one crazy fatwa of a Salafi. The nutcases, the Salafis, most of them. So he writes a fatwa. So I told him, give him my answer and tell him to answer that. He couldn't answer. So he wrote there in his fatwa, crazy guy, you know. I don't say all, but majority of them are like that. So they'll tell you 15 night of Shaban is not big night. They'll tell you to read Quran for the deceased is not permissible. They'll tell you Taraweeh is not 20 rakats. So Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad, they didn't know deen. You came to know deen. So you must remember, you and MBS and you shaitans. So anyway, you must remember that. So he said, if you oversleep Salat time, so for example, Fajr, then you must make Qadha. Or you forgot to read Salat, then you must make Qadha. But if you're lazy and you must Salat, then you don't have to make Qadha. You must just make Tawbah is sufficient. So I asked him that, well, for who the ayat is revealed? 
مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ قَالُوا لَمْ نَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُسْوَلِّينَ What made you go into Jahannam? And remember, first thing they will tell you that what? That we never read Salat. So they never read Salat because of laziness. What else? So you must, and you saying, no, they don't have to make Qaza. So you're sending the people to Jahannam and so forth. And if you want to use that fatwa, that fatwa which is mentioned by Allama Ibn Qudama in Mughni of the Hanwali school, then pass the whole fatwa. Why are you hiding from the people? Tell them that Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal's fatwa Sahaba's fatwa majority is when you miss out salat because of laziness and so forth then you're murdered, you're out of the fall of Islam, your nikah is broken your children are haramis and illegitimate and you will not be buried in a Muslim graveyard that you can't do because you will lose money from your sponsors and whoever so you give half fatwa, quarter fatwa I said I challenge you to to break all my dalail, till today they can't do that so they are dangerous. They're Muslims, but they are stray and they lead thousands of people. What a crazy fatwa. If you just lazy, no, it's okay. You don't have, you just make tawbah, it's all right. That long, youngster will say, this is the best fatwa. I don't have to read salat. I just say, Ya Allah, forgive me. Ya Allah, forgive me. Ya Allah, forgive me. Next salat, I'm lazy. I'm playing soccer, cricket, TV, movies. Or what kind of fatwa are you giving? So not word mufti masail ke batane wale Iqbal said. First the muftis they used to give fatwas according to Quran, Hadith, Sunnah, all that. Abbi mufti mufke kaane wale mufatiyas giving mufti fatwas, you know. This kind of fatwas. If you're lazy, you just make tawbah and it's right. So you play with the deen. Tala'ub with deen. It's a serious, serious thing. You will fly right out of Islam if you're not careful. Allah forgive us. Allah protect us. Is it permissible for the girl to determine the amount of the mahar? It is her prerogative. Before the nikah takes place, you must remember that Friday I performed the nikah. I asked the damad, the jamai, the son-in-law. I said, bhai, yaha nikah hai, one kruger coin in half. So they both laughing. So I said, Tik mamla ho gaya na? I said, ho gaya. So meaning everything was sorted out before time, you'll understand. So if you give the mahar before time to the girl's family and they agree on it, so then, so then it is amanat by them. And then after the nikah, she becomes the malika of it. She becomes the owner. She, my daughter, sister is getting married. She must determine what mahar she wants. We can give her options. We can tell her, ask for Kruger coin, ask for 20,000, 50,000 rand, ask for, you understand, a car. Or whatever you want that is permissible, you understood, or whatever. So, but it must be a crazy amount, the one million dollars and all that. Who got money like that? So, you also need to use your common sense, you know. So, you ask something that's reasonable and so forth. So, that's fine. And she, then she'll be the sole owner of it. When we were studying there in Karachi, and there, Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri's madrasa, normally Fridays I used to wait when I was there. So after Asr, remember, then Hazrat Muhana Itishamulak Tanwi would come. I went for Jumma to his masjid five years approximately, every Friday. Jacob Line, Bundu Khan is just there, the famous chicken tikka and that. 
and one hour is to stand and deliver lecture, you know, Rumi ne farmaya, Iqbal marhum ne farmaya, and he will shake his head and all, the master in Urdu, Farsi poetry, you know. So anyway, so he used to come and perform the nikah there, so that people used to love his voice and his style and all that. Immaculately dressed he was, you know, he had his proper outfit and so. So anyway, he'd come, and then they would say, itna lakh, dus lakh, and twenty lakh, what the dust luck is one million, you know, beast luck is two million and so. So then we wondering that these guys give so much mahari, do they really pay? Then we start asking our teachers like who we could talk to a little bit, you know, they you frightened, you can't just ask questions. But then some teachers we got used to them, they got used to us. They say go in a data. They just give little bit hundred thousand, fifty thousand, but to impress the people, then in a masjid they say one million, five million, ten million, all that. But then when they come home, they make their eyes big and so forth. They tell the wife, you made maaf. You say, baby, say, dear maaf. Never made maaf. She don't want, you understand, the first night, second night, first week. Things must go. You must remember haywire and that. She say, no, you don't have to give this luck. Just give one luck. You don't have to give one million. You just give 100,000, for example, or 50,000. So all that is haram is not permissible. So when you promise your wife you're going to give a certain amount, you must give her that. Yeah. Yes, afterwards on her own without any pressure without any duress then she gives it back to you and so forth a certain amount that's different issue but thus we threaten her blackmail her intimidate her apply duress and all haram not permissible la yahillu maal umri'in muslimin illa bitribi qalbin minhu no muslim person's wealth is permissible except when it's given watribul qalb wholeheartedly they gave it to you, then only it is permissible. So we need to know authentic ideas in Mishkar Sharif. If the maternal grandmother has temporary custody of her grandchildren and she is not sending them for Islamic education, what can the paternal grandparents do about this matter, Mufti Sahib? This is a family feud story you can make out. So now Allah forbid we don't know the story, but it goes like this. So husband, wife, the marriage entered and ended in divorce. Everything turned sour. For what reason Allah alone knows? So the nanima, the maternal grandmother has got custody because maybe the wife is with that mother of the child. Maybe she's sickly or she's working or Allah alone knows what or what. But she now does maternal grandmother nanima is not giving the grandchildren education, Islamic education. That's haram. So she gets disqualified and so forth. So these kind of issues, if you are speaking the truth, because people lie too much, you must remember. Therefore, when you ask me this kind of questions, I don't even, I just read half of it and I just reply. Kindly go with an email. I just say, go kindly contact your ulama, local ulama or jamiat. Or if they send WhatsApp message and I just give a voice note and finish and say because you don't know who speaks the truth they just lie too much 90% of the time one is they are a nanny story one will be the daddy story and then the third story we have to sift out what is the truth so therefore I said in the starting this is a family feud so what must you the dada daddy ma do obviously you must tell them there must be Islamic education and it's compulsory and so forth if they are preventing them they get disqualified then they're not fit to have custody of the grandchildren and so forth but all this is subjective they will say we're teaching the children ourselves so you see the nanima will say what they're talking nonsense she will say like that 
She'll say that, what are they talking? I'm teaching them myself. Then what you will say? So, so many things will come up. You must remember these type of things. Yeah? Therefore, these family feuds and that, to solve it is very difficult when you have one side of the story. All parties have to be there, and you, the third party, a guy like me, that's why I don't get involved in these things. So you must sit a little bit far, because one, two times we got involved. Then you see Skopskit and Donner, they're fighting there. Sometimes they don't see, they give you also one shot. You understand? One guy landed a punch there on the next guy, and his one hand, he me in the rush, you understand? I didn't do anything. I just looked at him. I said, if I get stuck into you, it will be your janaza just now, by. So we just walk away and say, you'll carry on with your fighting. I'm going now. So you must remember these kind of things. Yeah, that these are family feuds. You just go to your ulama, jamiyats, and go solve it there. Mufti Sahib, is the executor of an estate allowed to give loans or charity from the estate to people without consulting all the heirs? Totally haram. You must remember these are the rights of the heirs. How can he be using that? You don't see these people who are running trust and all that. So you must remember, sometimes people from the masjid trust, they're giving loans to people. So that kind of trustees must be fired immediately. They are fit to be trustees. So you must have trust of a trust now. You know, you have ABC company, this, the people put money there inside, they're going to get returns and all that, widows, madrasas, divorces. Suddenly the trustees, they're showing the money up. Take 5 million, 10 million, put back and say, I made 20 million and the masjid trustee he's giving loan all haram all these things here so you the executor you must just ensure the following number one the deceased person the burial funeral expenses are paid immediately from the estate or the friends family want to pay willingly no problem the debts of the deceased must be paid that is the personal debts the business debts the corporate debts all must be paid immediately to the creditors just delayed is justice denied third one was siya whether for people muslim non-muslim madrasa darulum or for the outstanding salat zakat all that so that must be implemented immediately maximum one third of the net estate and fourth is you must remember that that the shares of the is even if some is giving permission still is haram what about the other is so who's going to give guarantee you gave them loan you the executor you die so when will these heirs get their money? So you see how many issues there are. Absolutely haram it is, you Muslim. It's amanat in your hand. It is responsibility. Inna Allah ya'murukum antu addul amanati la ahliya. Allah Ta'ala has commanded you that you must return the amanat. So this estate after the burial, funeral expenses, death of the deceased, was siya for non-heirs. And remember the bequeath, maximum one-third of the net estate is the shares of the heirs. You can't be unilaterally giving out loans and all that and then maybe you're making a profit there you gave them 100,000 you're telling them pay back 120,000 you're pocketing the 20,000 so it's all permissible all this absolutely haram if the heirs get you they can give you a good hiding also and if they ask me I'll say they justify it so you must remember you're not fit to be an executor if you do that they should fire you straight away so that is what Islam will say Mufti Sahib, is Istiwa and Zawai Kubra the same of Sahib? So remember our people, they just confuse terms now. Now they got Zawale Kubra, then Zawale Sura and all. 
Simple terms don't confuse the people and blow their fuses. When we went to Madrasa in the 60s, so the Ustads, they were not so, you must remember, particular, particular. And you can't blame them also because we also were very, very naive and so forth. So they just told us to lo Ashams, Jab the sun is rising, you can't read Salat. Finish. When the sun is setting, you can't read Salat. Zawal time, you can't read. You go to how many mosques in South Africa? Durban, Johannesburg, yeah, they all. You will see they got big, big boards there and you put the light on and it comes on Zawal. So meaning now you mustn't read Salat for the four or five minutes and so forth. Then they got some special people, they in charge of that. Then they switch it off. So sometime when I know that time is wrong, so I go and read Salat in front deliberately. So then they want to guys, they say, hey, how come you read? I say, your time is wrong. So I showed them how it works. You must remember that and so forth. So then we must educate them. So the masla is this. Let's just give you an easy example. Six o'clock is sunrise, right? Six o'clock is sunset. So when is istiwa? Istiwa will be at 12 o'clock. So you take one, two minutes before 12. You take one, two minutes after 12. So finish that is over. Some places, they got boards there. They got zawal for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You're crazy or what? Since when you got zawal and istiwa for 10, 15, 20 minutes and so. So one, two minutes before, one, two minutes after, then finish. And after that is zawal. So meaning after that, zohar time has started. Jumma time has started. See in the haram sharif, haramain sharifain. Because every Friday I translate, you understand? So I told you all on Friday morning, 11.35 Azan will go, right? South African time. So day is 12.35. But that you must remember is what? Is the Azan Ethani, the second Azan. And 12.05, so about five, six years ago, they started this, that before the time of Jumma starts, they already give the Azan. It's totally haram, not permissible at all. But these Saudis, you know, Allah must give them Hidayat. They will now, Sudais will tell you the Ummah must be united. If I'm on one-to-one, Sudais, I want to ask you a question. You gave wonderful khutbah, everything. For 100 years, 200 years and more, it was running. That the first azan, second azan was given after zawal, after istiwa, whatever you want to call it, and so forth. Why you changed it? Since you became Raisul Haramain Sharifain, all these changes came. So half an hour before time, you gave the first azan. Shafis don't allow it. Malik don't allow it and the uh, uh, Hanafis don't allow it the only people who allow it are the Hanbalis and with Dalil Uhum Dalil Adwaif is not a good Dalil it's a very weak Dalil they have so if you want to speak from Masail point of view so where's your common sense that what is running for 100-200 years according to Shafi'is Malikis and you must remember that the Hanafis that is the correct one then you should leave it like that but you want to go and put leak your MBS and whoever else and now you go and change that and half an hour before time so the people can't read the Sunnah so that is the Sunnah before the Jummah Salah Jummah Khutbah and all that so we tell them that read it while the Adhan is on the second Adhan or read it afterwards and so forth but why did you change it in the first place you see that so you need to understand one is Istiwa Zenith one is Zawal Zawal means the time is finished now. So Zohar time, Jumma time has started. 
Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sawali ni'matik. Oh, hadith is sahih. Open, you must remember, Nasai, Sunan Nasai, you will find it. Oh Allah, I seek your protection. Mean from zawali ni'matik. You take away, you snatch away your bounties that are recurring upon us. 20 years ago, no load shedding. 15 years ago, no, you must remember water shedding. 5 years ago, 6 years ago, no, you must remember cooking in elections and all, all that, right? Five years ago, everything was okay. This year, now you see, already you can see the signs. Who's going to cook who and all these type of things there. In Pakistan, India, the masters in this for past 70 years. Dan Lee, Ununeki. Today, Pakistan News is admitting officials that hoop Dan Lee, who we, that they rigged the elections one way to marginalize Imran and his party and so forth and so on. So we need to understand every bound of Allah. If we make shukr and grateful, Allah will increase it. We make kufran, then Allah snatches it away. So that is what's happening now that Allah protect us. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min zawali ni'matik. This afternoon's Q&A program has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies solely and only for the pleasure of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We continue after the break. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132.